The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie on the boards. We welcome you to the second hour of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. If you want to get in touch with us, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And just to let you know, we're on every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We are the most listened to, Danny, two-hour live outdoor show in Wisconsin. There, there is no other two-hour live show. We're unique. So if we had, <laughs> we're hey, you know how to kill a neek? Unique you, up on you, it. Unique oh. up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, I thought the joke was how do you kill a unique rabbit? Unique I, up on it. Oh, I, well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we we used to leave. Let John tell those dumb jokes. You know, I saw a joke. You know, it's funny. Oh, I ahead. saw a joke on the bathroom wall when I went in there during break. Yeah, someone wrote, "Move closer. That's not a Winchester you're holding." <laughs> oh, I put up a sign yesterday by our compasses. Bathroom humor. No, by our compasses. There's a sign, and it shows some some people like hiking by a mountain, and it says, "You should really have a compass because it's rather embarrassing when you have to eat your friends." <laughs> and I'll tell you. Having a compass is really important. You know, remember I told you that story about my son Nick down in Arizona, yeah. him and his brother-in-law and niece. They're they're going to his tree stand just a quarter of a mile away. Don't worry, I know where it is up in the mountains, up by the White Mountains, yep. up by Flagstaff. And six and a half hours later, they finally found their way back. Didn't have a compass, didn't have cell service and all that stuff. Well, one of the young fellas at Sherpers, uh, he shot, he arrowed a deer, okay, they went to look for it. It's starting to get dark. And his friend says, oh, let's just give it 15 more minutes. Six hours later, <laughs> they found their way back. Totally lost in the woods. They were ready to just sleep right there in the woods. They were ready for it. Well, you know, uh, I think so Tom, a compass. Tom, didn't you give me a compass for Christmas yeah. years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I hadn't used a compass for, I don't know, 30 plus years. In fact, I got a, a real good old Boy Scout compass somewhere mm-hmm. if I can ever find it. Um, but I took that compass out of the pack this year, deer hunting, oh, up, yeah? uh, on Doug, in Douglas County. I was going to make a drive and it was uh, one of those overcast, snowy, snowy kind of days mm-hmm. when you couldn't tell. You know, normally I can go by the sun. Yeah. But I if can you say, can't okay, see, sun's if on my left. If there's okay. no shadows. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I broke that out of the package. <laughs> really? Yeah. And for some reason I took it. Normally I don't even take a compass with me, but I threw it in my bag of stuff and I took it out and it worked beautifully. Yeah. I made a beautiful drive. Yeah. Pushed a well, couple right? deer out past <laughs> Scott. 
Uh, he didn't get a crack at him. Bucks only. He saw a couple of those go by. Couldn't mm-hmm. see any horns. And uh, then uh, I came out perfectly right on the drive to where my brother was waiting on another stand. But without that compass, you know, I'd... You'd, you'd still be waiting yeah. for me to show up for the show. I told you that one time, uh, this is a long time ago when we were first, when I was first bow hunting, and I was with uh, my brother and some cousins, and I thought I'd be a smart guy because a, a buck poked its head out of a swamp. We were in the farm field with a bunch of, I don't know what it was, hey, bro, some kind of brush around us hiding, waiting for the deer to come out of the swamp area, right? Well, this buck poked its head out, and uh, did a little sniffing, kind of figured, no, nah, this, this ain't nah. right. It went back in. So, of course, me being a teenager, smart guy, I'm going to I'm gonna go hunt that buck down in the swamp. Track it down. And, well, when they say moss grows on the north side of trees, well, in a swamp it grows all around them. <laughs> and, and then, uh, like you said, if, you know, if it's cloudy out and there's no shadow, how do you know which way west is? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know, you know. Or the west and the east. I got lost. I started hollering, and it turns out I was only maybe, I don't know, 50 to 100 feet away from the edge of the swamp, but I had no clue. So, yeah, it, it having one, a compass is important. One of the ways uh, that you can get yourself, help yourself a little bit, is once you get going and, you know, hopefully you, you line up the direction you want to go, Look straight ahead as best you can and find a target, whether it's yeah. a pine tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Walk to that. Then from there, pick another target and walk to that. Mm-hmm. And try and line yourself up as you go through. Right. A lot of guys use like those reflective pins for it when it's dark out and they take this. It's like a little... Uh, you mean for finding your stand once yeah, you're Yeah, for go finding there, your stand when you're walking your in the out. woods. Yeah, finding your way in and out. Those little reflective pins, you just stick them in the tree, you know, and you can see that and find your way. Do you use those? No. No? Okay. Sometimes I've used ribbons. Yeah. Use something, right, to let you know where the heck you are going. Wouldn't it be cool to get like a flashing, <laughs> like neon sign, like a bar sign? And you know where your buddy's deer stand is, and you go out there with the an night arrow before. on it, right? <laughs> and you go out the night before, <laughs> yeah. and you set up this big lit yeah. sign yeah, where the guy's coming into his stand the next morning. He's like, "What the <laughs> deer stand this way?" <laughs> yeah, deer the other way. <laughs> deer stand this way. Deer the other way. Yeah, that would be something. Uh, but anyway, yeah, to, just to mention that, yeah, everybody. If you're going out in the woods, especially now, like you know where you're going up there, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, you've By been there large. so many times, right. you know exactly where you are. But for people going to places that maybe they haven't been, right? Or, or like in my son's case, he, he he'd been there, you know, a dozen times, but he can get turned around in the woods pretty easily, you know. So having a, you know, just even a cheap compass with most you doesn't hurt hunters. That you talk to, we'll talk about at least one time yeah, where they got time. twisted up. Yep. You've got your story. Or, or how about, Danny, how about when you're on a lake and it's super foggy and you have no clue which way to go? Oh, yeah, that can be we, equally we, as disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. When I put a compass in my son's boat when he got his boat and I had I, I had a compass, a marine compass, right. I put it in his boat with Velcro, you know, so it stayed in one spot. He says, what do I need that for? And I said, son, one day it's going to be foggier than snot. You're not going to know where you are if it wasn't for this compass, <laughs> you know. 
Seriously, yeah. I mean, you know, a little Browns Lake, Browns Lake yeah, right out here yeah. outside of Burlington. Fished there once. It's only a little over three hundred sure. acres or so. We had a fog there. I had to just follow the shoreline. I got close to shore, and even then, I had to go slow all the way around to figure out where I was going. And another time on uh, Castle Rock Flowage, we left from. There's a launch by Kleins Creek, which would be on the south. Well, it's kind of like on the middle of uh, Castle Rock on the east side of the of the lake. Right. And I wanted to go to the Buckhorn Bridge, which was on the northwest side, with and it was super foggy. Right. I ended up down by the dam on the south end, southwest end of the lake. I didn't have a compass, and I if I would have had a compass, I wouldn't have been lost on that darn lake. Well, I think so, you heard the story. I think a snowmobiler died a couple of years back uh, up by uh, up by Oshkosh Fond du Lac Lake. I guess they were snowmobiling. I believe on uh, is it what uh, Lake Winnebago or Butamore, whichever yeah, one that yeah. goes into the Fox River? Is oh, that uh, uh, Winne- uh, Butamore goes in? Well, the Fox runs all the way through it. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. apparently they got twisted in the uh, into the fog and yeah. drove right into the river. Oh, geez. Yeah, that was a big oh, story geez. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That f- fog on a lake is the one. <laughs> you know, I've done some foolish things too. I I remember me and my dad years ago. We launched our little fourteen foot boat. And we used to go fish the salmon in July uh, in the early 80s up by the uh, Point Beach nuclear plant. And you'd just catch huge salmon fishing from a little boat. 30 pound, unbelievable. And uh, Would they tow your boat around? We launched. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'll tell you. We, we'd take, we, had, we had lighter drags and yeah. lighter equipment. And we'd take a half, 40, half hour to 40 minute fight with them. It was great. Oh. So anyway, uh, we uh, launched in the, moon, in, in the fog. But there was a high moon up you know, that you could see. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad when we launched, it was a couple miles to get to where the plant was. Uh, I said, angle to the right of the moon. So he goes motoring out, a little 14-foot boat, and he goes out a couple miles. And finally, I, I go, I start, I yell, stop, stop, stop. And he shuts the boat down. He goes, what, why, what? I said, you're going at the moon, I said, we're on our way to Michigan. You were supposed to go. He said, well, I thought you said at the moon. I said, no, keep the moon on your left and angle yeah. with it on your left shoulder. He says, well, now what I do? I said, now turn around and go back that way. And so like a triangle, we went like an isosceles yeah. triangle. We went out to the tip. Yeah. And then when he turned around, I think it was only the province of God taking care of us because it was flat, calm. You could oh, not okay. tell any direction. Okay. And we, we went for a while, and uh, and he's motoring slow in the fog, and all of a sudden I'm going, whoa, whoa, wait, stop, stop. And he's again, he puts shuts, kind of turns the motor, what, what? I said, I hear the nuclear plant. He goes, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. And just then we drifted in under the lights of the plant. Oh, wow. And you wow. could hear the plant going. We were by the discharge. So we started fishing, Tom, and it was the most unbelievable salmon action I've ever had in my life. Because there were other boats out there, too. But you couldn't see them until yeah. they were, like, right there. Yeah, right there, yeah. So we just ran one line, flatlined one line with a uh, big old flatfish. Yeah. I'd let that son of a gun out. I'd flatline, like, 300 feet off a big spinning rod. I had, I'd have those lines out 100 yards back behind the boat, which sounds crazy. But, man, did that flatfish catch fish. And especially the silver was great, but the pearl even better. And uh, we hammered fish after fish after fish. We caught like five, all of them 
over 20 pounds. Mm. I mean, they were wow. all over wow. 20 pounds. Wow. Back then, the average was a, maybe a 22 to 24 pounder. You'd, you'd end up with at least one 28 pounder if you had a five fish trip. We got those five fish with one line. Really? In just, and and in, it was really cool because you could, you know how you'd know there was another boat around you? You'd hear the drag screaming of another boat. Really? So all of a really? sudden, next to you in the fog, you'd hear, zzz, zzz, <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, and you'd kind of turn your boat yeah. the other direction. Yeah. yeah. It was cool, and and nobody seemed to cross lines. Everybody was being real cautious yeah, there, sure. just trolling right out in front of the plant. But it was awesome. The yeah. fish, I I can't imagine how thick the salmon were in there. If we were just one line, in yeah. Fact, a couple of fish I caught, I'd be letting the line out. I used to take, and I'd have the big spinning reels. I had these big Cardinal 7 spinning reels. Sure. And I would backwind. Yeah. Okay, I'd backwind to let out a certain yeah. amount. And I'd be backwinding and stopping periodically. And I had a couple of the fish hit when I was just letting the line out. Also, really? whoop, torquing tor- line. I'd just look at my dad and go, got one on, hand it over yeah. to him. You know, it was great. Wow. But wow. we were lucky because we should... We had no compass with us. You should have been we, in Michigan. <laughs> we should have been in Michigan. I should have been. Right. You could have been a I wonder youper. if anybody's ever got lost and ended up on the Michigan shoreline. It's that, a great, if it, you know, if a Lake Michigan boater out of, it has had to it have has happened to, to somebody. Big, it has to be a big boat, you know. Well, I mean, it's not as far as what you think to get what, over there. What is there. it, like 80 miles, though? I don't know. As the crow flies, that Lakeland Express I don't know. can leave by South Shore. And I'll launch in the morning in the spring to go try for some browns or whatever. I see them leave in the morning, and typically by about noon, they're back. It seems mm-hmm. like five hours later, they've yeah. gone there and back. Well, maybe uh, well, they, one of our listeners knows how wide Lake Michigan is from Milwaukee to Michigan. Yeah, but right somebody now, was really bored and going to Google. Yeah, but right now, we're going to take a break, but we need a contestant play to play the NFL football picking contest where you will – have a chance to win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. That's a place that's a lot of fun, folks. If you want to go watch a game there, you go watch the Packers. they got a lot of drink specials, food specials, all kinds of stuff, playing games, doing whatever, but lots of TVs, good place, good atmosphere, friendly people. And, uh, th- yeah, Curly's Waterfront Pub is the p- place to go. But, anyway, we need a contestant at 799-1250. We'll be right back with more with the NFL Football Picking Contest. <laughs> Midwestern show. Boy, you caught me in a zoning out moment there. Whoa. Also not Midwestern shooters. Supply. Not Midwestern, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Skip oh, God. Buds. Skip on. Buds. Let's reset the button. Back up. <laughs> Rewind the button. <laughs> Welcome back to the Skipper Buds. Cutting edge outdoors. I'm Dan Neubauer. He's Tom Bush. <laughs> Wait a second. And I'm Dan Bush. He's Tom Newbauer. Larry's on the board. <laughs> Who we got on the line, Larry? Uh, we got John oh. from Milwaukee oh. for our football picking contest. Hey, John. Good morning. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Here he, here he comes. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Okay. So, hey, did you listen to the show last week, John? 
the, the uh, NFL? I did not. Okay, oh, good. So, Thanks. I'm glad because he's Tom's I'm, ready to gloat here. I, just a little bit. Now, little. You know, every now and then, John, you know, I have a, a lock of the week. Now, previously, I only had two locks of the week, which came through, of course. Now, you know what my lock of the week last week was? Uh, no, I do not. Taking Arizona in the points. And and we had a caller. Everybody else picked the Packers, right? And we had a caller that called in afterward, kind of chastising me a little bit for taking your zone in the points. But, uh, you know, it's not often when I have a lock of the week, but when I do, bet the farm on it. Anyway. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all got right. that over with, Tom. Let's, let's go to the games, John. Okay. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, we got four great NFC North matchups. We're going to start off with one that's probably the least interesting. We have the Lions in Arizona to take on those pesky Cardinals that beat the Packers, as per Tom's prediction last week. Detroit, though, favored as two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cardinals. Okay, who do you got, John? I'll take the Lions. All right, Danny? What? You got Lions or Cardinals? Uh, Lions. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit also. Yeah, I'll take Detroit, too. Okay, we're all in agreement there. <laughs> all right, next up we have our Packers, who are struggling a bit. They're playing against the Atlanta Falcons. They are at home in Lambeau, and they are four-and-a-half-point favorites against Atlanta. John, who do you like? I'll take uh, the Falcons. Oh, how about that, Danny? Yeah, I'll take the, the Falcons, too. <laughs> now, I'm not making this a lock, but I think you're going to see a good game out of the Packers. I'm definitely taking the Packers to win by at least 10. Packers aren't going to win, yep. win for three years now. No, no you watch. Uh, Nick, who do you got? All right, we never play well against Atlanta. Yeah, I got to take the Falcons in this one, too. All right, see, you're all against me. <laughs> We're all. You're all against me, Our John. guys are getting thinking about what they're doing for Christmas, yeah. Tom. No, a lot of them are playing for their jobs, <laughs> too. You got to remember that, except for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Except for him. Okay, who's next? Up next, we got the primetime Sunday night football matchup. The L.A. Rams are in Chicago to take on the Bears. Currently, the Rams three-point favorites in that one. John, who do you like? I'm taking the Rams. Danny? Chicago. I think Chicago's defense is going to gonna gonna slow down the Rams. It just depends on whether or not Chicago's offense can score <laughs> enough points. Who do you like, Nick? Oh, give me the Rams, man. That is the best right. team in football this year. All right. We'll see. And then moving okay. on from Sunday night football to the next evening, Monday night football primetime matchup, Russell Wilson and Seattle. They are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. They're in Seattle, and the Seahawks are three-point favorites in that game. John? I'll take the Hawks. Danny? Who's playing again? Oh, Jesus. Vikings and Seahawks, Dan. <laughs> uh, you know, John, if we could ever get Dan to pay attention during this. <laughs> I'm so poor I can't pay attention. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to take Seattle, too. I'll take Seattle, too. All right. Well, good luck. And, and you know, John, you could win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. Have that you ever be been there? Uh, no, I have not. Well, when you win the certificate, you're gonna you're gonna be going there, and you will like the place. Oh, it's great. Yeah, and it's no, Kitty good. Corner, right from uh, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. So, yep. All right. Go. Thanks, John. Take care, John. Okay, thanks for thanks, playing. Fellas. Bye now. Okay. Yep. All right. And uh, uh, okay, so Curly's Waterfront. We mentioned mm-hmm. that great place to go. Uh, I yeah. I was at another fine Pewaukee establishment last night. I went to Park Avenue yeah. Pizza and got my. Roasted chicken. Oh, that's good. You got to go try that roasted chicken, Tom. That's Park Ave has great roasted chicken. Yeah, finding a good place, uh, finding a place that serves a good roasted chicken is, is is tough. You know, some places say they have it, but they really don't. You know what's also <laughs> hard to find, Tom? What's hard to find, Danny? A gosh darn good chili dog. 
Oh, they yeah? don't serve chili dogs at enough places. Yeah. Hardee's years ago. Hardee's used to have chili dogs. Oh, really? Now you can't even find a Hardee's. No, you got to make your own chili dogs nowadays, you know. Do you have a special? Tom, can you do a gut report and do a chili dog recipe for us? That's pretty easy. Get a can of uh, Hormel chili. No, Wolf's brand chili and uh, without the beans. And then just a hot dog in a bung and put that over it. Wolf's, <laughs> Wolf's brand. I like Wolf's that Wolf's brand's one. better? Well, there, there's a lot of good Without ones the beans? There. Yeah. For a chili dog, you but don't want the beans in it. Yes, you do. No, not on a chili dog. You don't want the beans Doesn't on Dairy a chili Queen dog. Doesn't Dairy Queen have the beans on it? No, I've seen it with and without. Uh, yeah. this, the hot center for it is Cincinnati, and that's yeah. there's kind of a big debate. They'll put beans in it because they're real big on their chili, but a lot of places just give you just the straight meat. Do you know why? Cincinnati, you said? What place yeah. is this now? Uh, you, Skyline Chili is probably the biggest one, but Cincinnati, that's like... Yeah, the, they use the oh, Skyline. Oh, in like the city Cincinnati? Yeah, just, really? You know, chili dogs are big in Cincinnati? No, chili Bill, in general. Bill yeah. Michaels, if I remember correctly, I might be wrong on this, but I think Bill Michaels said that the Skyline Chili was not very good when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. I think he said that once, that it was not very good, but... There's a lot of good chilies out there. I just kind of like that Wolf's brand. Uh, I don't even know if it's still out there, but I liked it. You Speaking know? of chili. But here's, oh, Danny, what? real what? quick. What? The reason why you don't want the beans in a chili hot dog is, yes. is because, well, no, <laughs> the beans take up too much room. You want more of the chili than the beans. You know what I mean? So, what if you like the beans, Tom? Well, then have it with the beans <laughs> and have your gas, too. <laughs> or get half the dog with beans and, and half with yeah, just the okay. chili. Okay. To tell the poor kid back there that, that you want to make them separate the beans from the chili, then give them no tip. Yeah. So, anyway. Pick out those beans one at a time. Okay. You so, get gas from the chili? No, the beans. I mean, from the beans? You get gas from the beans? I do. I get gas from everything. I- I found that the older I get, the more gas. You get gas from everything. Either that, you get more gas as you get older, or you just notice it more. Oh, maybe. But then, as I get even older, you'll notice it less because you're so old, your hearing's so bad, you can't even hear yourself rip one. Well, you, you know, ever see an old person yeah. walking sometimes, even like an old lady, and they'll rip one, and it's like they don't even know they did it. Or, or do you just get to an age where you just don't even care anymore? You're like, eh, I'm 85, whatever. I guess. That's well, right. I've I've done it to my wife where <laughs> we've been standing in anybody. we've been standing in line someplace at some place <laughs> shopping, and then I'll I'll let a SBD, you know what SBD is, silent but deadly. Oh yeah. And then oh. and then when everybody starts smelling it, I look at my wife and I say, Debbie, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody looks at her. Uh, I was I was doing a drill at our mean. we were doing a code red drill at our school one time right and code red what you got to do code red at school because of all the thing crazy stuff going on in the world they run these code red drills where when they go code red over the loudspeaker you immediately close and lock your door okay. turn the lights off and go to a part of the room that's not visible right okay. mm-hmm. so like if somebody came and right. and and then what the administrators do is they go and check all the doors, make right. sure that you're following the protocol, you right. know, the procedure. Okay. So the kids are really good about it these days. Nobody, you know, come, everybody drops what they do. So anyway, we had a code red, and we were in this science room, which has no outside lights, right? right? So we go to the corner, there's about 20 students, including myself, and it's dark, dead silence, and all of a sudden, one of the kids rips one. <laughs> And it was just so loud. Uh, and we're all sitting there in silence. Yeah. And first, I hear one kid snicker. 
Then I hear another kid yeah. snicker. <laughs> I start snickering, oh. and we all bust up laughing. And, <laughs> and there was a little girl. There was one young girl in the class, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, Stephanie. <laughs> and then all the guys roared laughing. And then I said to the kids, I said, we're all dead. We're all dead. If there were a code what? red, we'd yeah. be in trouble. Why is it guys, even even little kids that are three, four years old, guys think passing gas or farts are funny where girls don't? They don't think they're funny, but all guys do, it seems like. Or especially l- little kids. They mm. think they're hilarious. You know, you talk about I, that SBD, <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> One time... I was going down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was with, with my buddy, Tim Coleman, college buddies. And we're in the front seat of this 76 Trans Am. And there were three girls in the back who wanted to go see their... We're leaving from, we were driving from Springfield, Missouri to Tulsa. And uh, matter of fact, we went and watched Marquette play, uh, play uh, ORU, Oral, Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts University. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we were just leaving a McDonald's and I had an SBD moment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's cold out, it's winter, and I wound down the power window, the same one that snapped my fishing okay. rod, by the way. <laughs> and I wound down the power window, and everybody's going, all the girls are back, what? what? It's cold. Why are you winding down the window? What? And then... Then it hit them. <laughs> it hit them. Silence, right? Not a word, right? <laughs> and I looked over at my buddy Coleman, right? I'll never forget. He had his McDonald's soda in his hand and the straw in his mouth, and he's biting down on the straw... Yeah. And he's not making a sound, but his whole body's shaking because he's laughing so hard. <laughs> he's laughing so hard. <laughs> but nobody said, oh. and he didn't laugh out loud. <laughs> I just kind of looked oh. at him and smiled. You remember- then I wound up the window, and we continued on our way. Do you remember what John Lehman used to say about farts? Huh? Never trust one. <laughs> Never trust a fart. Because yeah. it could be something else coming up. That I think that might have happened to him. No, a few I think times. the saying is it's when like, you get over age, the rules for when you're over fifty. Some of which I can't say on the air, but one of them is you never trust a fart. Yeah, and there's a couple other ones. Yeah. Eight, rules for for when a guy gets over fifty. Well, if anybody else knows them, we're here. Oh, by the way, did anybody ever uh, call in to tell us how wide Lake Michigan is? How many miles? Nobody cares. From Tom. Milwaukee <laughs> to Michigan. And... Nobody cares. Well, I'm just curious. Maybe somebody will call us and let <laughs> us know. What the hell are these guys yeah. talking about Seven, today? 799-1250. Just call how us. many subjects have we bounced around? Uh, when we come back, <laughs> I got a serious topic, Tom. All right, serious topic. Because uh, you see this little tag right here? Yeah, I see yeah, that. I'm going to hand it to you there, buddy. Okay, Don't yeah. lose oh, it. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Put I, on your I, I cheater glasses, glasses, you old fart. Okay. Oh, you got your tail. Okay. You know it's what this is. Is well, I thought got, you were going to tell us when we come back. Well, I'm going to tease it, Tom. Okay, tease so it. So this is a uh, CWD tag. It's got a number on it. And uh, it says, for CWD results, go to dnr.wisconsin.gov and search CWD results. I had the head cut off my deer this year and have mm-hmm. it tested for the first time. When we come back live on the air, I'm going to go on the website and see if I can find the uh, the test results for my deer. Awesome. See if this works. Oh, that's great. Okay, yeah. we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
Hey, Tom, I did better that time. I, I, yeah. I remember where we're at yeah. and what's going on here. Okay, before you go on the computer, we got the caller quick with some info. Who is it here? We got our buddy Mark. He's giving us a call from Franklin. Okay, hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Good. So you know the dis- you know the distance, huh? Yeah. Go ahead. That's 118.1 miles. 118 miles from Milwaukee to Michigan? No, the uh, width of it. The, 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 wide, the, the widest spot, spot. Yeah, that's a 118.1 miles. Wow. Okay. okay. That is pretty wide. So that's I guess... the widest spot. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I, that's what I looked up. All okay. right. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks. We appreciate well, it. Wait, I, say, I was listening to a guy's show last week, too, and you were talking about you got Carl's Country Market on there, you were talking about bear processing, and I took my bear there, and I had jam smoked instead of getting steaks. Yeah, and they were excellent. Really, it's like corned beef is the best way to do it, and uh, his summer sausage was the best I ever had. So, so you had smoked bear meat. Yeah, smoke. He called it smoking the hams. No, okay, did bear ham, and it was just like corned beef. It was just absolutely wow. delicious. So, when they smoke, do they slice it at all thin for you then, or is no, it? It came. It came in a big hunk. You know, just a big piece, like a big ham. Okay. Like a big yeah. Ham, yeah, and they smoked it, but it was just like corned beef. It was absolutely really? delicious. Oh, that Good sounds suggestion great. There. All that right. sounds cool. great. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mark. I'm gonna okay. see you. Okay, bye you. now. Okay, Danny, okay. you got you got this tag because so you talking. chopped off the head of your deer. I, I went over to Schnitzler's in um, Sparta, and the guy came out and cut off the head. And they give you this little tag, right? right. This little silver, yeah. like a silver dollar. And it says, like, for results, go to the dnr.wisconsin.gov and search CWD results. So anyway, I'm at the site here, and it just says for me to enter in my CWD sampling barcode, which I have right here. Okay. (laughs) Then it says DNR customer number, (laughs) which I don't have. No. But it's out in my truck. <laughs> so after this break, when you're, I go out and gonna... get my license out of my truck, okay, yeah, I got yeah, we will see if this works. Okay, because I was I was told that the turnaround for this testing is pretty quick. Now it's been how many weeks? Well, it's only been two weeks, right? Well, I thought did you get it on the twentieth or the twenty seventh? So it's only been two weeks because. Uh, this weekend is the antlerless hunt. Last weekend was the muzzle loader, and the weekend before that was the last weekend of gun deer, and I shot it on that Thanksgiving and dropped it off that Friday. So it's been just over two weeks, Tom. Okay. Two weeks and one day that I dropped it off. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I know our listeners are breathlessly going to be listening hey, to the show to find out whether gotta, or not these I, results came back in just the two-week time period. I got a phone call during the break. What? Saying that this person was interested in hearing how that went. And and he was he was waiting to find out. So now he'll have God to wait dang after it, I the guess break. I, but, you know, <laughs> on this little tag, it says, for CWD results, go to dnr.wisconsin.gov and search CWD results. But it doesn't put on the tag, have your DNR customer <laughs> number ready. God dang it. Oh, I got well. the number, the barcode on the back here. It's pretty cool. I got the barcode. But if they have those results in two weeks, that'd be pretty impressive yeah, because that that's be. when they had a huge influx of right. ones to test like right. that last weekend. Yeah. 
of season. Uh, typically, I think I had heard somewhere that during bow season or something, it's like a nine-day turnaround. Now, I was told by uh, Johan at Schnitzler's up there that um, if you do test positive, they send you a letter letting you know. Okay. Not, not that you tested positive. Right, right, yeah. But yeah. your deer tested right, positive. Right, So no news is good news if you don't hear anything. Right. So this week, Tom, what did I get in the mail? Uh oh, something from the DNR. Yeah, <laughs> an unmarked en- uh, envelope from the DNR. I'm like, what? What? I can't believe it. My deer tested positive, and I opened it up, and it actually was uh, something that's sent to fishing guides. Uh, the DNR sent this last year too. They're sending to uh, Wisconsin fishing guides. If you guide on, I believe, the Bay of Green Bay. Uh, Lake Michigan, I think it's got to be Bay of Green Bay. If you ice fishing, if you're an ice fishing yeah. guide in the Bay of Green Bay, yeah, you have to actually uh, monitor your take. They give you a whole sheet with the oh. list of species and okay. stuff, okay. and you have to track that those results and send that back to them. The okay. because appar- apparently, the data is very important. Right, and uh, they're they're tracking everything, Tom. Like whitefish, they're talk. I, I think it had, you know, I glancedly, briefly glanced at it before I tossed it into the circular file. Um, but it looked like they were trying to track your catch of all species of fish. Uh, the whitefish, I know, is one big one that they yeah. were having some meetings on like a year ago, where right. they were trying to determine what to do there. Right. I hey. just wish they'd change the pike limits up there and make it instead of five pike of any size. Put some god dang limits on. Do yep. a slot limit up there. Do a slot limit. That's what they need. Hey, you got to remind everybody that December 10th is the deadline for uh, your bear preference points and kill permits. Ooh, and that's your, a good. And your turkey permits. De- spring. Yeah, spring turkey permits. December 10th. That, <coughs> that still drives me crazy. Why do you? How What's do you, today? Eighth. It means we got to do it like now. Yeah. Yeah, you only got two days. The 10th is the deadline. Two comments on this, Tom. Uh, One thing that I've been hearing is that, like, the bear, the wait for the bear isn't quite as unbearable Mm -hmm. (laughs) as it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) I know you crack yourself off, right? (laughs) So, used to be like you needed like seven or eight. Preference yeah, points, yeah, yeah. which meant it took you, you know, a decade. Yeah, uh, I was talking to some of my relatives up there, by my, uh, you know, my estate there up in Douglas County, and apparently now it's, according to them, it's three, four years, yeah. and you can get a tag, which means I should have at least enough points where if I wanted to get a tag next year, mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to put in for a point again and wait till I'm retired to go up there, yeah. seriously bear hunt again, and get one of those bear hams. Uh, smoked. Oh. I actually had uh, one of the hams from that big sow I shot up there a couple of years back. Uh, I actually had a whole uh, hind end um, done into the bare bacon, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, was that good? Oh, I can thick. imagine. It ta- it was great. It was very very thick, no fat, mm-hmm. and the only thing I would say it was kind of chewy. Yeah. Which yeah. is still okay. Which and is you all right. you put that on a sandwich and make a bear LT. Oh. Oh, my God. Was that good? 
Wow, that sounds good. I'm super getting thick. I'm getting hungry already. Yeah. Well, right now we got to go to a break. You got to run out to your truck. Yeah. <laughs> Get your license. Find number. my license. Sure. <laughs> All right, folks. We're right back. We'll be right back with more. We are the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM. The Fan. It's the final countdown. us again dan bush tom newbauer yep and nick over there nick Bodie on the boards uh danny you went out to your truck you got your uh okay so i'm just checking my numbers here i entered in my barcode three seven danny's checking to see if he uh if his deer was cwd i entered my um uh, my dnr customer number i'm just checking the numbers I'm going to click on search and let's see what happens. Wait a second. Uh oh. It says, please enter either the. Uh oh. (laughs) I I guess I didn't read the directions. It says, please enter either the CWD sampling barcode or the DNR customer number, but not both. Oops. Oh, but not. You know, I never read the directions here. They give you, they show you a box (laughs) for both, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the guy who buys that uh, cabinet you got to put together and doesn't read the directions and search. Okay. And it's searching. Here it is. All right. CWD sampling barcode number 37442229er. There's no niner. CWD year, it says 2018. Period, hunting season surveillance. Wow, surveillance, like the CIA. It's got my DNR customer number, County Monroe, date killed, 11-22-2018. And here's what it says, Tom. Test results are not yet available. Oh, so we got to wait till next week. Yep. We got to wait. I'll be checking live on the air next week. All Each right. week. And then, this actually, this isn't a bad thing to check because... It'll kind of give us actually an, a realistic idea of if you do take your deer head to a kiosk or a sampling place mm-hmm. during the height of the season when they're getting all those samples, how long realistically is it going to take you? Right. Yeah. You know, is it going to, hopefully you get the results before you get the meat back from a processor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you really want. You want it. Yeah. Of course, once you take it to the processor, yeah, you're paying either way. You're paying, yeah. So, yeah, that would be that would be a shame if you got your meat back, you paid for it all, it's sitting in your freezer, and all of a sudden it says, "Yeah, it's got CWD." And then what do you do? You got to throw it away, right? Yeah, and they and they make oh. a big deal about how you dispose of yeah. that stuff. Oh, jeez. You know, one thing that I think you can do <laughs> from what I read online, mm. you could actually take the meat back to where you shot it. Oh, and dump and it ju- out there, and just dump the meat right there because it's where you got it. At. I believe. I believe. Don't take my word for it out there and get uh, pinched by the DNR. But I believe I read that somewhere. Or you got to bury it. I think it. you. I well, I think you can actually just throw it in your waste disposal dumpster. Oh, that's right. Yeah, as long as it goes in a landfill. Yeah. 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 Sure. Well, hey, we got an email, Danny. Okay. This is from James. The caption reads, ha, 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 ha. That last segment, I think he was talking about the fart segment, 
Uh, the last segment was absolutely hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. He's probably, we our, have another he's probably the only listener we got uh, left we, after this. No, we got another immature male laughing at farts. Good. <laughs> That's what guys do. <laughs> we're, all, we we're all immature that we way. We never really grow up. No, no. Guys never really grow up. No, guys don't. Also, uh, just want to make one last mention that on December 13, out at the boat dock in uh, uh, Lomira, just a little north of uh, of uh, Midwestern Shooter Supply on Highway 41, they're having their open house, and on December 13th, and now that's coming, that's uh, next weekend, but on December 13th, I think, is that a Thursday? I think that's a Thursday. What do you think? I got a calendar Yeah, here? I think so. But anyway, uh, they have, uh, uh, Josh is going to be doing a seminar on Garmin uh, Electronics, Tom Kemos, the walleye expert, will be doing a walleye seminar. And the open house will continue Friday and Saturday, normal business hours, with uh, specials on garments and other accessories. Maybe you even get a deal on a Triton boat, too, you know. Maybe give you some kind of deal on that. And, uh, you know, actually you could make it a uh, two-fold yeah. trip. Yeah. You could stop at Midwestern Shooter Supply. Because yeah. they got all kinds of great deals too. Mm-hmm. I told you about those socks I bought up there. Yeah, uh, they didn't. I was made a mistake. They 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 didn't have the Browning buckmark on them. They had like a duck's head. Oh, yeah, that'll make a difference. They're still cool, uh, but three for nine ninety nine. And uh, right, can't go the, wrong. I had a gal at work ask me about. Uh, she's going to get a handgun for self defense. She asked mm-hmm. where to go, and I told her Midwestern Shooter Supplies where you want to go because they've actually got a range there. Yep. You can try stuff out. Yep. And all the people that work there are hunters and shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of them are retired teachers as well. And they're going to be able to have the best selection and the best price and be able to inform you about the firearm that you're right. getting. That, that's a place to go. Yeah, you're looking for a firearm. Midwestern Shooter Supply is the place. Uh, also, Smokey's Musky Shop on Pewaukee Lake, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, all in-stock merchandise is 15% off until December 23rd, but it excludes St. Croix, Shimano, and they don't have any live bait right now. So, But it just excludes St. Croix and Shimano. And then the Tackle Industry musky rods, uh, all the 9-foot 6 and larger are 35% off, and the 9-footers and under are 30% off. So you get a really good deal out there. And if you're looking for stocking stuffers in, in musky bait, panfish lures, uh you know, bass lures, whatever. Uh, they got it out there. So there's something else going on today. What else Tom? is going on? Uh, you know that uh, the fly fisher shop. Oh yeah, with uh, Pat Ellers. Yeah, they've uh, they've moved recently. I they believe did. they're out on Greenfield. Yeah, in fact, I thought I they've drove... always been on Greenfield. Well, I don't. Know. I thought they moved. I think they moved to a new shop because I I was driving on Greenfield one day and I looked and saw the fly fisher shop. I thought that wasn't there before. So <laughs> maybe the old one was on Greenfield, but I think they. Have a new location there. Well, anyway, oh, regardless, we'll, we'll they've got a they've got a party going on today. They've got they their Christmas party going on today out there, and it's at fourteen seven forty West Greenfield. Fourteen seven. Fourteen seven forty. So is that West Greenfield? Is that one hundred and forty seventh? I don't know. All I know is that's the address, and I drive by it on yeah, Greenfield. It's right. It's really close to Brookfield, if it isn't in Brookfield now. Yeah. Greenfield. That almost sounds like 147th in Greenfield. It's the address off. There's five numbers. Got so. this off the website, yeah. off the internet, Tom. Okay. It says 14740. In fact, no, I got an email from them. 
Okay. I'm somehow on their email list, I think, from way back when Pat was on the show, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they've got discounts in their fly fishing stuff there as well, I believe. Um, so, yeah, lots going on. I wonder if they're making up for Christmas any uh, red and green flies. <laughs> I would say. Special ones for Christmas only. You know, Tom, gun sales are down. Uh, speaking of outdoor sales, gun sales are down. Are they? Across, yeah, across the nation. Uh, I think, uh, well, you know, the old joke, Obama was our best gun sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So with Trump in there, a lot of people aren't really so worried. Uh, the one company, Dick's Sporting Goods, I don't know if you heard, but they're kind of hurting right now because they had kind of taken a stance where I believe they eliminated selling some certain guns and yep. they said they were only going to sell to 21 and over. And yep. From what I hear, that might be coming back to bite them. Oh, that will be. Yeah, definitely. But during uh, Obama's thing, when everybody was worried about it, uh, I think a lot of people have, you know, purchased their weapons. So I think I, you saw a big spike in, in weapons purchased, but and that's why I think it's down now because a lot of people bought them. Do you remember we couldn't even find 22 shells oh, for yeah. the longest time? And now they're, they're all over the place. Everywhere. Two two threes for a while were hard to find too, and now they're all over. Now we the had place. talked to Randy at Midwestern, and at the time he said that the uh, that the major, I guess, what did he say? That the manufacturers get the powder first, or I mean, there was kind of a pecking order of it, where it went. Um, well, I think he told us that inside a twenty two, what ignites the powder because it's not that it doesn't have a. a, a what do you call that center thing? I'm having a brain fart. Speaking of farts, yeah, it doesn't have the primer. It's a you know rim fire. Rim fire, but it has a. It's a drop of some kind of stuff. I forget. It, I don't know if it's a liquid, a plastic, or whatever. The company that makes that, that actually makes it fire. That company burnt down. That factory burnt down, and then they couldn't get that primer type thing. I mean, I, that's well. The rumor at the time was that Obama's government was if yeah. they if they couldn't ban the firearms, they were just going to buy up all the ammo. Yeah, get rid of the ammo. And I think first it was going to the military, and then yeah. so the sportsmen. It was just strange. All of a sudden, there was a a drought on there. Yeah. Just like it's strange that the cat price of gas is going down, which causes the economy to go bad. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yesterday, I just paid a dollar fourteen for a tank of gas. Dollar fourteen a gallon. That's because I go to Pick and Save, and I, they got that special deal for BP gas stations. You hear Mike McGivern talk about it on some commercials, and it it, it pays off. I'm done, Dan. All right. Well, that's all I got. I want to leave, but, Tommy, it's cold outside. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds, cutting-edge outdoors. Go out, do something nice for someone today, my friends. We'll talk to you next week.